0: All times are Easter.
1: Hello, Bastards and Winters, and welcome to an Anime Boston 2022 interview special. I am your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today's interview features the comedy trio known as Lava, which is short for Loud, Annoying, and Very Annoying. Who was who? I don't know. The improv group consists of three well-known English voice actors, One Punch Man's Max Middleman, Sailor Moon's Robbie Diamond, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, Ray Chase. The Boston Bass Brigade were joined in this interview by Anime Herald, Anime Zing Radio, Honey's Anime, and Looper. And I want to give a very special thank you to the staff of Anime Boston for giving us this opportunity to chat with these actors. So let's do plenty of sit ups and throw loads of roses as we begin this Anime Boston 2022 interview special with Lava. <laughs>
2: Actors, I assume you're here, you know that. Uh, this gentleman to my right is Max Middleman. That's Ray Chase. We've been in numerous things together. We're here to answer your questions. We'll try to make them short and bite-sizable so that you can enter them um, into whatever um, thing, video
0: recording, please. Whatever thing you're doing.
2: Aud- audio's okay though. He's got the lens, li- they've got the lens cap on. Uh, and uh, yeah, and we can get that going however you would like. Um, why don't we start? Right here, up front. Well, this is our right to left. We'll go this way.
3: Hi there. Seth Byrne, Anime Herald.
4: Hello. Hello. We've met before. Anime anyway. Herald is a they're very very fun question. I can't wait to see what you come up with this time. <laughs> oh, so now you built it up. I hope oh, you're yeah. good.
3: <laughs> well, so
4: here's the thing. I'm going to give you guys
2: a choice. Okay. Uh, if you guys want to touch mm-hmm. the third rail, I'll ask you a question
0: about unionization within the industry. Uh-oh. Or we can give your most embarrassing Ray Chase story.
2: Oh. oh man. What Ray Chase top- yeah, Ray decision. Chase. He, Ray Chase! He's so boring, there's nothing to be embarrassed yeah, about. Most good. Embarrassing?
3: Well, what's our favorite thing
4: about Ray one Chase? One
2: of my favorite and one of my favorite and most embarrassing things about Ray Chase is that he's a little bit of a sloppy eater. So uh, you have a 50-50 chance if you meet Ray Chase to he will have some form of soup a on his shirt. So far <laughs> okay. so far today he's in the clear. He started carrying a tide pen, which has really upped his clean percentage. I uh,
3: was gonna say my favorite thing about Ray Chase also had to do with food, and it's just the speed at which he inhales it.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, We are also, uh, I'll speak for myself, I shouldn't say we, Uh, uh, I'm absolutely pro-unionization. I hope the uh, industry starts to build itself around that. Uh, I hope that it uh, it, it provides insurance and uh, retirement and uh, a, a more fair and equitable... Salary for everyone who works on anime. Guess what? It's no longer DVDs that you buy in a fries in 1999. They're, they're movies that make $25 million at the box office, and they are uh, huge streaming platforms built around them. Uh, the industry has been built around a non-union model for 20 years. It's a hard thing to break out of. We respect that and understand it, but it's time to shine some light on it and into the 21st century.
4: I will also say, I know it's a hot button issue, but over the past five years, a ton of studios went union, uh, uh, like uh, that, that weren't before, um, and I feel like I've been doing basically just entirely union stuff at this point. Uh, Anaplex has been uh, completely union, and um, JRPGs are starting JRPGs. to flip. studios
2: like PCB are turning non-union projects. And even a lot of union. Chinese and
4: Korean mobile games. Have, uh, have been uni, which has uh, been fantastic. So uh, it's it's actually, I feel like, a lot of progress has been made, which is awesome. Still a long way to go, but it's been awesome.
0: Let's keep going this way. Right back there. Uh, Doug was with amazing Radio. It's a pleasure to meet you, gentlemen. Nice to meet you, too. I'm glad to be here. And. I wanted to know, with COVID and the ways you had to change going from in studio to in home, was that a big adjustment for you guys to have to make? Especially, where I know with animation titles, a lot of the voice actors had to not only record but edit their own stuff.
4: Edit? We haven't been asked to do that. I don't think. I mean, we have to upload
3: the raw file. When the, when the pandemic first started, I had one session from a major studio who asked me to cut. And record every single line and also slate the line myself, which is crazy um, to have to do that as an actor and also keep up, you know, stay in the moment with the performance. they soon learned after that that was the only time that they had any actor do that because actors can't count. We can't do that. Can't count. It doesn't. We, One, we're not. We're not smart. Set at it. Five. Set. Oh. Thirteen. I can't do it. Oh, you're I'm trying to count do
4: it. consecutively. I can't do it. What does consecutive mean? Uh, what? Uh, thank you for your question. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but also, we we did have home studios. We uh you know uh, all three of us uh, had home studios before. Obviously, souped it up when the pandemic happened because they really uh, people were really cracking down on making sure everything sounded good. But we were already. I mean, we record all of our auditions from oh, home, yeah, so guess, we are. Yeah. There, there were some people who were caught off guard for sure, especially yeah. if you're first starting out. But you know, we've been we've been recording from home on all sorts of random stuff. I didn't really change anything when the pandemic started. I was just, I already had the setup, so yeah.
3: they said, let's start utilizing it.
2: Yeah, uh, I think also, uh, yeah, just a few uh, upgrades here and there for most of us who are pros. Yeah, I had enough, like my setup was good enough to do like broadcast quality auditions and like some commercials and stuff, but when it came to doing like Long form sessions, like full four-hour video game sessions or or cartoons and stuff, I had to do a few upgrading. Like I went from a three-quarter booth in my studio to a full booth, just a few.
4: Tw- I, bought I, a, I bought a monitor for yeah.
2: We, we all probably download Source Connect. I didn't have Source Connect before that. I was just doing like other things, um, yeah. Uh, but it was necessary, and I think the whole industry caught up in what two months. Within yes. two months, we yeah. were we were humming.
3: Was, I'd say thirty days. I think yeah, it was a of weirdness, and then yeah. within,
2: but then within, yeah, within that amount of time, it was then industry standard. Yeah, yep. It's also miserable. Well, I hate it. I'm over it. I don't. I want to go into studios all the time. Yeah. Like the best part about our job is like interacting with people and and being in the room with them, even if they're on the other side of the glass. And it's just really disheartening to be. I know a lot of people said, oh, it's opened up all these opportunities for casting outside of certain areas totally for that I'm great I'm glad you can cast a wider net but just it's really creatively bankrupting sometimes especially if you do a lot of s- scenes throughout the uh, throughout or a lot of um, sessions throughout when the you week. go
4: to the studio you get free chips uh, mm-hmm. and, the yeah. good to, and the fact that I'm not allowed to have that anymore I have to supply my own has been a real bummer in the pandemic. yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah everyone's yeah. the worst thing that's happened in the pandemic I would say yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yes next that's a joke by the way that's a joke no.
2: uh, <laughs> uh, how about right back there
0: yes Uh, Mary Lee Souter from Honey's Anime. Hi. Um, Since you guys stream on Twitch, uh, do you feel like that has sort of changed your relationship with the anime fan community?
4: Uh, We do stream on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash loudannoying every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. Yeah. Uh, that's, the, uh, that's the only thing I have to say.
3: It's really uh, fun. No. A lot of people <laughs> no. watch our... Well, it hasn't changed our relationship necessarily with the anime community <laughs> at large as a whole, but I the community they- that we stream to, um, we're really, I feel like, close with them, and, and we're, we're, we engage with them a lot because that's the way we have
4: the most fun i think yeah our our stream is very much a podcast in the sense that we talk philosophy we talk history we talk new things that we're learning about it's we do talk about anime and things but it is very they get to know us as people in a, a really interesting way it was also the
2: regularity of it like we we've been streaming for like 5 years but it was so off and on and piecemeal but um us committing to do it every wednesday was born out of the fact that conventions uh, died there for a couple of years yeah. so we were like well how do we engage with our fan and the people that come out and see us, and they're like, oh, these VODs are getting tens of thousands of views. Yeah. Oh, we did a marathon stream, and 2,000 people tuned in to watch us sleep. We're like, okay, yeah. one people thing- are enjoying
3: this. So it was born out of
2: a way to just entertain people that wasn't at conventions. And one
3: thing that did change was that we would do all our streams in person before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then we found a way to do them remote, and it became more like a, a, a podcast yeah. off camera. And, uh, we, still do, we still do in person, but... Um, it's fun that we can, get, you know, have another way of doing it. Yeah. Um,
0: my name is Lenny, and I'm with... Oh, you
1: guys yeah. together, okay, cool. All three of us. We uh, yeah, are uh, from, I uh, that's Derek, that's Lynn. Hello. We're from the Boston Bachelor Brigade. Okay. Uh, so, my question is about, well, with you guys being, uh, doing improv comedy with Lava, um, you, of course, also deal with a lot of anime comedies. And I want to ask about if there are any challenges when it comes to like adapting anime comedies that have a very uh, Japanese sense of humor that some Americans might not understand. Like for example, Mr. Osomatsu has a lot of Japanese humor that would go over the heads of Americans. Okay. So, what are some of the things that you do that will help for the audience, the English-speaking audience, not just understand it, but maybe punch a joke up to be funnier?
2: I, uh, I went to the anime uh, doctor, and he said I wasn't funny enough to be an osamatsu, so I just took that diagnosis and stopped trying to be funny in anime ever. <laughs> yeah,
4: It really is about freedom. For osamatsu, I think it's one of the best adaptations. I watched uh, the whole original Japanese. It was fantastic. And then for ours, just the freedom to uh, do some fun improv and stuff. There's so much where they're all talking at the same time, and so we can all just put in whatever we want. That's, that's uh, reasonable for the... Uh, for the scene at hand, and I think it really, I don't know, eventually you're making it for this audience, and if the audience isn't going to understand the joke, then what's the point of adapting it? Um, so uh, I, I, I really think that, that having freedom is the most important yes. thing. You don't have to do it, yes. except for that horrible Mahjong episode where there's just nothing There's nothing you can do with that. It's just going to be a lot of Mahjong jokes, yeah. and uh, so what? Uh, English speakers will understand it.
2: <laughs> yeah comedy well, comedy's so subjective anyway isn't it and, yeah. it's, and it's so cultural and it's so uh, even just time based like comedy is one of the few things that just does not hold up that great like there are a few like there are a few amazing specials that still exist that will always be amazing but so much of it is like we can make a reference this year. We could make a Genshin Impact joke this year, and two years ago, would who would have known? Yeah. You know, or vice versa, and like some of the jokes, at least we, we, we we're constantly changing. So. Speaking of. Yeah. Two Genshin Impacts walk into
4: a bar. Go ahead. Ouch. Nice. Oh. Nice. Oh
2: man, so good.
4: Two Genshins impacted into a bar. <laughs> uh, Ellie, out. <clears throat> ooh,
5: ooh, oh, back there.
4: Yes, curly hair.
5: Yes. Okay. Ruben Barron from Looper.
3: Hello. Hello. Hello, Looper. I just did an interview with Looper.
0: Ah,
5: yeah, cool. Yeah. So my first question today is how do you see the funimation Crunchyroll merger impacting the industry?
4: I don't know that we know enough about it. Yeah, we had this question last week, and um, it. we do work for Crunchyroll. We do some work for Funimation, but...
2: Yeah. You know, I we guess, just get sent yeah.
4: auditions. That's all we really know. Yeah.
2: I mean, what? ideally it would be... I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, we're really careful about speaking on things that we're not certain about. I mean, I'm sure it'll change things in a way, but at a certain point, you just pick project... I, I you pick projects based upon whether or not you'd like to do them or not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't really have an opinion on that one. Sorry. I wish I, – I,
4: what a crappy answer. I, I hope it shifts
2: the industry for the better. I yeah. think they
4: should change the company's name to CrunchyMation. Mation. That's my official I stance I thought it should have been funny, role. Funny, role? Funny, funny Roll. Funny Roll? Funny Roll CrunchyMation.
2: Funny Roll CrunchyMation? That sounds cool. really good, yeah. 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 That's our official that's stance. That's
3: our new company. You quote it. We, we are, are actually, actually – I just sent it off to the lawyers. Call the lawyers right now. <laughs> our new corporation. Uh,
2: good. Well, let's start this whole party back back over. Do we miss anybody? Anybody else? Nope. Okay, good. Well, so you talked about not being able to do conventions for a couple years, then you started the Twitch streaming, but now you have the convention scene is coming back. Do you find mm-hmm. the convention scene has changed at all, at
0: least from your perspective?
3: Absolutely. I think people want to be here more. They want something to do. They've been pent up. Ready, you know, and now they're ready to get out and go just do stuff. So,
5: yeah, it's
2: busier than it's ever been. I think uh, I think it's uh, more organized
3: than it's ever been. And a- anime, uh, kind of as a whole, just became more popular. So much more mainstream. It just people watched it more during the pandemic. People had nothing to do, and so they watched anime. And so. There's not only are people more excited about anime but there's just a the fan base has grown now
2: yeah what a good point I mean uh, when I think about what people were lined up for five years ago as opposed to now it seems like so much more of it's anime like I feel like I, we, it was all JRPGs five years ago mm-hmm. and, and now that things have come back and so much stuff has gone to streaming it's so much more accessible that's the thing they were, it, it wasn't as accessible as you would want it to be you'd be like man I want to watch the new Sailor Moon but man it's only on Hulu and I don't have Hulu but now it seems like the licensing is becoming sort of more free and it's out there and there's different ways to watch stuff so yeah I think anime is bigger than it's ever been absolutely and people want to be what well, we also said people want to be entertained like they're hungry for it like our shows are rowdier than they've ever been and in a good way like the audiences are like hyped to be there and seeing something. Uh, And it's a pretty fun show. So they've always been loud audiences, but now they just sort of lose their minds. It's really fun.
0: Yeah? Now, I do an improv talk show, and I was curious, doing, doing the improv comedy, what advice can you give to somebody who does a two hour talk show completely unscripted, you know, when things go unexpected, you know, we've had guest cancellations hours before the show, things of that nature. What's a good piece of advice you could give, not just myself, but our listeners who may, may encounter similar things?
4: I think, I think for sure embracing all the mistakes, all the crazy stuff. I, I, that's always one of my favorite things about improv, when things are going wrong. Uh, it's an opportunity to let the audience in on the madness. I, I think that's uh, uh, always a great way to, to have candor with an audience, not try to hide something and say, oh, this is, this is going poorly, but just really lean into it. I think it's, uh, uh, it's always welcome. People find that very refreshing.
2: Yeah, and for those who uh, thrive on routine and and are, are made uh, uncomfortable by sort of those changes that might happen, like someone canceling on you or whatever. You really have to like remind yourself why you're doing that, and hopefully it's to entertain other people, and and try to make it less about you and more about what you're trying to do, and that makes it easier to roll with the punches. So you know if if I inter- if I make something so personal and I let my feelings get hurt if someone cancels on me, uh, it, it can make it harder to move yourself mentally out of that. But if you're just saying no, I'm just here to make a show. Oh, that asshole didn't come, fine. Let's figure out something else fun to do. I'll make this entertaining because I care about my audience. I think that, that that's good advice.
0: No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so to follow up on the improv thing a little bit, um, do you guys have a background in improv? And then also, I saw on Max Himmelin's Twitter that the My Bro, My Guy, My Dude line from catch an impact was um, improvised. So do you have a favorite improvised line that you've done?
3: What's our improv uh, experience? I took um, uh, many improv classes at places like uh, Upright Citizens Brigade and Groundlings
4: and Second City. Uh, Ray, you were in the improv team. At at school, and ever since high school I was doing improv, so a long time. Uh, Lots of different shows. Robbie, you too?
2: Yeah, same since high school, but then uh, grad school, my... All, my grad school work was very much uh, improv based and not just comedy. Like we did a bunch of like comedia work, we did a ton of body work, we did a lot of it was like sort of improv based theater, and then for two back to back semesters we did um, improv
3: comedy as one of our main courses of study. So that's where I went. Yeah. And then our favorite improvised ad libs. Uh, I like when I got to say Yeet. For Ryuji? <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Oh, that's a good one.
2: Yeah. Ooh. It's hard to pull them out because they, then they just become part of, like, the... Uh, I, I've gone to this one, like, um, in Final Fantasy, there's this thing that everybody likes where I just sang a little song when I'm going down these stairs, and it was never supposed to be a song. It was never supposed to be anything like that. It was supposed to be a really, we're going down the stairs, and I was like, I oh, don't know, why is this... I think it's because, like, the Japanese was, like... 32 seconds or something like that. I was like, why is this so long? And the line is going down the stairs. I was like, how do I feel it? I guess I'll just sing. So, you know, I, I, that, that, that sort of stuff pops up all the time. Yeah, same yeah. for me
4: and Beans, just extending the line to make it yeah. fit five seconds. And it ended up being pretty funny. <laughs> I'll change my answer and say the beatboxing
3: that I did instead of the humming that I was supposed to do for Breadwinners.
0: Oh, yeah! That
3: was probably my favorite.
0: Yes! Good question. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You guys in the front.
3: Alright,
1: so I know all three of you have been involved in a pers- working on Persona 5. I believe two out of the three of you have also worked on one of my other favorite JRPGs, Akiba's Beat. Akiba's ah, Beat? Me, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the, the, now, despite their differences in tone and style, they both share a lot in common regards to dealing with delusional characters. I top about acting as commentary regarding distrust in our society. Uh, when working on either game, uh, did you find any parallels between what went on in these two titles and what was going on in the real world?
2: That's a very in-depth question. How? Hmm. How was Akiba's beat similar to the real world? Was that 2017?
0: Something like that? Cup
4: it's, it's weird because... The, I guess the reason why this question is hard is because you're asking about thematic parallels and things like that yeah. and when I think about that game I think about working on it at a Cup of Tea in uh, Eddie's house it was in his house oh, so that's when I think correct. about I, I, it's just such a different our memories of that game are very different from what the finished product is so it's hard to, to conceptualize these things um, yeah I think this was, was a strange one
2: did we ever play that on stream? We tried one time, right? No, we never did. No,
4: never. Yeah. Um, you should. It's very underrated, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, well, a lot of people like it. That's mm-hmm. a whole series, though, right?
1: Yeah, but, because of keep like, mm-hmm. Strip, and then yeah. you know, this is, like, I think the second, or the third, rather, because there's, like, a Strip 2.
2: I don't know. That's a tough one. We're pretty familiar with Persona, because we played, like, 50 hours of it. Uh... Well, what are the big themes in Persona obviously cats corruption. can be humans Cor- too.
4: corruption cats can be
2: humans too <laughs> uh, uh, adults are bad
4: adults bad kids rule kids
2: rule that was probably a big theme to keep his Speed to they're all kids uh, ah. Wait, we suck
4: and we suck okay.
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: sorry
4: uh, we're ill suited to answer this question apologies yeah. it's okay
5: yeah
4: uh, yes a looper in the back
5: so, question for, for Robbie. Okay. Yeah. There have been rumors, or at least one weirdly insistent Wikipedia editor, claiming that you are reprising your role of the eighth brother in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh. Can you confirm or deny these rumors? I, I,
2: I uh, can fully
3: uh, d- deny them. I will be voicing the eighth brother. <laughs> 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 weirdly insistent Wikipedia editor? Oh, that was me. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah. If they're done shooting Obi Wan Kenobi, then I have not been in it, so that is your answer. Wait,
4: they're saying that you're in a live action
2: show? Yeah, but the character I would guess would be a CG oh, character I see. or some form of. Pro- if if the character is even in it, yeah, I don't think anyone really knows that. They're the reason they're making that parallel is because there are Inquisitors in the this show in this show, and uh, and they've been keeping everything else canon, but. Uh, I don't know. But maybe they pulled my voice from the show. Who knows? Could be. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Start back over with the Herald.
4: Alright, so we have a pianist, we have a beatboxer, and a drummer, and we have a singer. Have you guys ever considered performing together musically? We talk about it a lot. He plays guitar, too. Yeah, wow. I, do. I do play guitar. Yeah.
2: We do. Uh, we do, like, little music-y things together. Max and I have done uh, messed around with some uh, music productions and songs. I do a series on YouTube where I do covers with other actors. Ray and I have talked about singing one. Max and I have talked about singing one. Um, it's so funny. In all of our creative life, we're all musical, and we've never really taken the time to... Bring it together And I think it's because Most bands break up And uh, we're too deeply
3: invested
2: <laughs> To break up with each other We're waifus for laifu. Uh So So yeah I mean I have fun Making a song with Max Absolutely We've got some pro- We sing a song together At the top of our improv show uh, We've got um, We've got a couple projects Coming up uh, Where we'll be doing music For that Max is in charge of it So uh, yeah It's some um, yeah, that's an interesting it's question. Fun. How funny! We've never been exam, right? we we've we've done we've done that we've never done that we've never done anything like that except you and I. Yeah, yeah, and it's unreleased. I don't know if we'll ever release it. It's just for us, it's fun. Just some funny. some things you gotta do for
4: yourself. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. What do you think, boys? I think you should release your freaking song. I have heard it; it's really good. Thanks. I don't know why they're not. It is honestly because I'll tell you why. What? Because it's only one, and
3: if it blows up, people are going to expect so much more, and we don't have that yet. We, we need to make the to albums. albums. They don't listen to albums they anymore. Listen. To Mr. What, Mr. F- what F- if we could
2: give you a, take, a, take, a TikTok song?
4: What if we became a TikTok
3: song? <laughs> if we became, yeah. if the three of us became, no, if your song
4: became the new viral hit.
3: Oh. You want to just put it on TikTok? Just no. put it on TikTok.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe someday. Who knows? But a lot of the musical. Don't hold your breath. Uh, right back there.
0: You've also had some iconic roles that you voiced in video games and anime. Was there any particular character that stands out that you were surprised that they became so beloved by the fans?
4: Surprised?
2: Surprise hit. they catch me catchy was a massive surprise hit for me. Uh, Max and Ray informed me that Persona was a big property uh, when I got the role, and I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> huh. And I know, well, I play a lot of games. Like, I watch a lot of anime. I'm into this stuff, but I just never got into Persona. I was aware of it, like, peripheral that it existed, but I had no idea. And I went in, and I was like, oh, this
5: is actually a really cool character.
2: So I went hard in the paint, and uh, people tended to enjoy it. That was a a big surprise for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That it would be like one of my most recognizable characters. Never was there a moment where I was recording where I was like, everybody's got to remember to catch his name.
0: (laughs) Put
3: it on my gravestone. Sometimes it's a surprise to me that characters don't Aren't as that's
4: more that's bigger more
3: oh, bigger yeah. too like, i was the main character of
4: anthem which was supposed to be the biggest game of all time uh, just crashed and burned that was a big surprise <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah especially like when you are really invested in a character yeah. and um, and you think wow this is so fun to play or whatever and then it doesn't people don't like latch onto it you're like oh man just, yeah. yeah
2: yeah i put my heart and soul into cabinary of the iron fortress i like i like put my all into that you show. You put your soul is- loosey. <laughs> my
0: <laughs> soul <laughs> is- And
2: I just, the same thing. I mean, like, people, people liked it, I guess but it was like the next big show out of the Attack and Titan studio and like it was all hyped up and like this is going to be the one and then everybody was just kind of like eh it's okay we'll give it a season and a movie and yeah. I was like shit I thought this was going to be like my That's next right. big
4: thing be the beginning Netflix put all of their marketing materials into that one uh, Yeah. I uh, went nowhere so Yeah. one season you, and then a half a season
2: you truly don't know what's going to hit unless it's already like a monster manga or something like that like I think when Max was going through his callback for One Punch Man, we all had an idea that One Punch Man was going to be like the anime of the year or whatever. So, so I, like, that happens every once in a while, but typically not. It's a surprise a lot of the time. You know, like when we were working on Final Fantasy, we were like, dude, this is the next Final Fantasy. We knew that was going to be a big one. Yeah, but we didn't know, what we didn't know is the fans would latch onto it so emotionally yeah. that it would be some of the most passionate long term fans that we have. I mean that thing's been out for five and a half years, and we still see cosplayers and people come up still crying and be like, "I just played through it." And you're like, this
0: "Is the game that I remember six before years. it
4: came out, we were like, "Oh, it's going to be about combat. It's going to be about fighting. It's going to be a you know an adventure." And what people love is the cooking, the fishing, the camping, mm-hmm. the like the mm-hmm. actual brotherhood of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is—a game. It's a game about hanging out with your friends. Yeah. Uh, and that's what what came out. Actually, I do have a surprise. It was *Boonglas* straight Dogs. Oh, that yeah. one came out not that, very popular yeah. and then the pandemic happened and uh, people started watching that show like crazy so uh, Boongo was a surprise yeah next question thank you for the water
5: so,
0: um, okay. for, oh, you, so for, yes yes, yes. oh
4: sorry to... I'm being summoned um,
0: so since the, the Master of Masters from Kingdom Hearts is so like shrouded in mystery do you have any like
4: theories about him about what his goals might be I can't even imagine. All I know is that it is not whatever we are thinking, because it never happens to be. (laughs) Um, That was uh, absolutely a role that I know the least about having played him for so many years. Uh, I can't tell, I can't say anything. (laughs) I wish I knew more. Um, I I do hope that he comes in then. before, it's called the Lost Master arc and he's the Lost Master, so you'd imagine that he'd be featured pretty heavily in the next one, but I've not been called in yet.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: We know the order now. We don't have to call on you anymore.
1: So, I'm curious, have there shows that you guys have worked on that you feel have hit harder uh, with what has been going on with the pandemic and such?
2: Shows that we've worked in, hit harder in what
1: sense? Like, it has a much deeper meaning now, or it, it, it like, possibly, like, like, your thought process of the show has changed because of what's been going on with the pandemic and such.
4: Yeah, boy. You'd think that cells at work would be that one, huh?
1: You would. Uh,
4: yeah, interesting. Um, I'm not certain
2: that you can let those things affect your work, uh, right? I mean, if we're letting the conditions of the world affect our performances, then we're kind of in the wrong – that that's the wrong – Mindset. Yeah. There have
0: been times in the
2: pandemic where I've been like, Oh, I'm so grateful to be working, or Oh, I'm so happy that this is my pro- that I can still work. As I watched, we watched our other friends who are on camera people, theater people, they just went out of work for a year. Yeah. Like, like no more productions until people figured out how to do COVID protocols. So I would say, you know, i we've all got families and people we care about that we take care of, mm-hmm. so, and, and help take care of. So being able to work was really Speak important.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was, the question actually was more about shows that you had worked on before the pandemic And now, after everything that's been going on like You feel that like there's a deeper meaning to the stuff that you had worked on
2: I can't imagine, just because I think it might have I more think, meaning for you as an audience I was going to say,
3: I think everyone yeah. sort of derives their own meaning from it Right Depending on whatever's going on in their own lives Yeah so, I don't think that it was crafted in a sense to. One Punch Man yeah. could have just as much meaning to someone as your Lion April. Right. Right. Or just Vaccine Man. That vaccine that vaccine it's Man hits harder. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to talk about
4: yeah.
0: Vaccine Man. Hey, guys. What do you think?
2: Yes.
5: Hey! Good job! All right, guys. What do you think? <laughs>
2: <a laughs> All right. Looper, right?
5: Yes. So. Who is looking over Grave Chase's resume? It's like anime, anime, video games, anime, licorice pizza. Yes. So I have to ask: Is Paul Thomas Anderson a weeaboo?
4: Absolutely not. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I had the weird, uh, I, I'm Mr. Anime JRPG guy, and then that that year was uh, licorice pizza and *Malignant*. I got to work with James Wan too uh, in, a, in a crazy horror movie. Uh, it was really, really fun to. Uh, to uh really branch out in that way um, uh is James Wan a new probably it didn't come up during uh when we worked on it we talked mostly about what it would be like to be on the back of somebody's head um and uh Ray's a
0: You're real a actor. Out. Did you know that? I'm he's, like, he's like
2: a real live actor. A lot of us are, uh, and when we Robbie love. Watched we watched Licorice Pizza on the plane. It was fun. I we did. Took a
4: screenshot. I'm like, wow, there's my face on the yeah. thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I do sign Liquor's Pizza. People bring the um, uh, soundtrack to me all the time, which is really fun. Uh, but nobody's ever brought me the, the Paul Thomas Anderson manga to sign. Uh, not yet.
1: <laughs> School of love. If you were all professors, if you were teaching acting and such, what course would each of you want to focus on? What would you want to teach?
4: Now, anime Harold, you do your research. That Robbie was an acting teacher for years uh, at uh, use, you, uh UNLV. Yeah, but this at, is the University of Lava. The School of Lava. How do do it?
2: Like we've got. Well, first of all, it would be a scam, right out of one
4: hundred percent. We would promise people that we would yeah. cast yeah. them uh-huh. in anime, uh-huh. uh, and we would just make them uh, dub One Punch Man over again and not release it. Yeah, oh, uh, That'd would that would be great. great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a scam man there's so many of those in LA like when you're first starting out it's all the like we promise you'll you'll take this class pay us 800 bucks uh, and at the end of it you'll get dude, a uh, let's show call let's call yeah, on right case. now yeah, yeah I taught at the New York Film Academy
2: uh, I'm so comfortable now I'll, I'll shit on that place all day yeah.
3: uh, <laughs> why were they why were they bad
2: they were a scam. Which is in Los Angeles. First first problem, New York Film Academy is in Los Angeles. Very good. Uh, but, yeah. but there is one in New York Suspect. as well. There yeah. is one in New York as well. Uh, it took place in an uh, office building on Bar and Boulevard, but it was run by, and I think he ended up being some kind of like skis bag, uh, Brett Rapper. I think, oh, ran oh, yeah. the thing. Uh, uh, and But I didn't know that when I got the job, so I left grad school. Uh, this is good. Oh, what's us cool. We got time. Can we go down the rabbit
0: hole yes, for a second?
2: absolutely. So I left grad school and uh, went to LA, bummed around with my band, and then uh, then booked my first VO gig. And I was like, two weeks in, I was like, this is gonna be easy. And then uh, uh, recession, uh, writer strike. I couldn't get a job with my master's degree as a pizza delivery boy, and that's a true story. Uh, couldn't get a job delivering pizza. There were lines around the block. to to wait tables at restaurants, actors with headshots, some ridiculous number, like a quarter of a million people left in like three months, left the city. Brutal time to be there. Uh, And I could not get a job, and right where I was like, my savings are gone, my bank account's red, I can't get a pizza delivery job, this is all over, I found an ad for a teacher at the New York Film Academy. And I had all, I was overqualified to work there by far. They paid us hourly. I was bringing in like real pedagogy and all this stuff. I taught there for a semester and I was like, oh, this is all bullshit. I was like, it was like 20,000 a semester. It was a bunch of like uh, Eastern European oligarchs kids. And I was like teaching them Shakespeare, telling them they're going to like make it in Hollywood. I wasn't telling them they're going to make it in Hollywood, but that was what was being sold, right? It truly was a scam. And uh, and, I, and I and I eventually had to leave because of this. I was like, I can't do this anymore. When I found out they were offering a master's degree, they were offering an MFA and they got accredited as a university, I was like, I can't be here. I was like, this is oh, I, I, my conscience can't do it. And my acting trip career started taking off. So I was there for about two years. And um, anyway, what was do the point you of the think story?
4: That now you could get a pizza delivery job? What? Do you think if you tried, could you get a pizza delivery job?
2: I'm overqualified. I'm
4: forty years old. I don't you think
2: I would get it. I don't think I would get it. But, but 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 but, but that, what would we those teach kind you? of places existed. Mm. I would want to teach something real.
4: Our big thing that we talk about all the time on our stream is about how uh, how much you can't we, because we hear it from the fans who want to be in anime and they watch a ton of anime and they, they mimic our performances and that I just that is not the way to do. Hey, it. You here's have how to you... come from an outsider's perspective and bring your own viewpoint to it. As That's
0: much what all of us did. as much
4: as a of a scam that that you say that was. The
3: only non-scammy part was learning from people like you, yeah. who have quit who quit. That,
2: that is true. And they had some. They had a handful. There. To be fair, their faculty was pretty, because pretty solid. Yeah. Because I was
3: gonna say the the way to avoid a scam, uh, like if you wanna search out like s- someone, you, you wanna find people who are reputable. You wanna find people who are doing the work and not just talking about it and who are honest too about your progress that was the hardest part about
2: me about that school was that because uh, Svetlana was paying 20 grand a semester and could barely speak English and move her body uh, I was like hey if I were a university I would give this person like a D I'd be like I just can't pass you in this course you don't have the skills I can't grade you and they're like no 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 she needs a B minus, so she continues on this program. And, uh, and that was the part that was icky for me. So yeah, I would teach like real functional skills. Math, yes. science, school of lava, hardcore, and oh, yeah, STEM. Yeah, yeah. STEM. Just like, no
3: electives.
2: <laughs> STEM. Russian history. <laughs> linguistics. That would be
3: amazing.
2: Engineering. <laughs>
3: uh, that was fun. Uh, next. I could teach a thing or two about uh, scientific research because I uh, am <gasps> a... Published scientific researcher. I'm uh, oh, go. uh, literally <laughs> a published scientific researcher. I am. Researcher. You can look it up. Oh, but from did, downtown. Uh, uh, Gmaps.
0: Right oh, off the general. ceiling.
3: I thought I had it without the ceiling. I did some research uh, for. Uh, you we missed
0: down. it. Oh, good. Yeah, Place called
3: know. thing called Gmaps. It was uh, researching. He cut up like it, fly genitalia. It, for it like wasn't six that. It was uh, studying the genetic lineage. Uh, uh it doesn't matter it's very complicated this stuff uh what's the next question uh,
0: first off you could do piece of delivery because i just got a job doing that as
2: a second. yes teamwork uh, congratulations on your job
0: um uh, this one's for ray talking about Demon Slayer yes how surprised were you to get the role of Tengen and how big he has become I know so many people who love
4: that character that was a weird one because um, I'm a really good friend with Alex Lee who's presenting to an hour, and I remember the auditions went out had no idea what it was um, uh, that one I was surprised was a hit because I just didn't know anything about it uh, personally um, auditioned for all the Hashira got Tengen had like 14 lines in season 1, I was like, oh, this is just some lame character who's, who's appearing for a, a, a second. And Alex kept saying, you don't understand, he's like, the, he's like the main guy, just wait, just wait. And I had to wait like 2 years to uh, work on season 2, but uh, man, watching that in sub, uh, every week before to prepare was one of the coolest homework assignments ever that animation was as flashy as possible, I've never seen an anime like that before can't wait um, for Sabito's extended role uh,
3: I don't oh, think the yeah. Slayer know. he's like the main
4: character in season 17 but that was <laughs> a real fun uh, that was uh, one of some of the most fun that I've ever had and that one I requested to go in studio for because it so, has to be so frame perfect for those uh, fight scenes, are so intense
0: so really fun the real answer. I did it. Yep. So for for Max, uh, obviously like, one of my favorite roles of yours is Bilbo from Mugsnax. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. He's great. So there's, there's kind of a lot of complexity to him underneath his, his cheerful
3: attitude. So how did you use your performance to sort of show, show how he grows and changes? I think he starts off very insecure, very needy, wanting to find, you know, a uh, what's her face? The one who, uh, is, uh, away and, uh, who is what? Elizabeth. Right? Is Elizabeth? Is it Elizabeth? Lizbert? That's
5: Lisberg.
3: Lizb- right. Yeah. 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 He's, um, he's very insecure about her not being there. And then as he's sort of been, um, given this responsibility to, um, <coughs> run the, 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 the town as the mayor, um, he grows and, uh, becomes more confident in himself. And, uh, Yes, that was that your question. Of what you well, was like? What in your
5: in your performance did you do to sort of show that that was the change?
3: That you to did? show that I mean, in the, in, well, that was it. In the beginning, he was just very. Um, I don't know how to describe it other than the way I performed it. Um, um, I don't know how to say it.
2: I got you. One of the biggest no-nos in acting is to show. Uh, that's like one of the biggest no-nos. So, so it's like tap. to to show and to tell. You don't show. You never show. You never go. This is the safe. Same. I am nervous.
4: Yeah, you don't show it. don't point at the safe. You just do it. So I, I guess, see, you know, like, yeah, if you're playing someone who's nervous, yeah, they're not going to say I'm nervous. They're trying to hide that they're nervous, and their nervousness. Goes trying to it. act confident, but it's not working <clears throat> out for them.
2: Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you if that's what you took from his performance, then that. That, that's the perfect interpretation of it sounds like that's what he was going for yeah. and what you picked up on so that's the perfect actor audience Robbie would say
3: thanks Robbie yeah. I think this that's is what, why he has an MFA I an think MFA. that's what was meant Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
1: so for Robbie mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows of the last few years outside of anime was OK KO that's Okay. And you sounded like you were having a blast playing the character of Raymond. Sure. And I'm wondering how you uh, decided on how he should talk, what his personality was going to be like, and just what you brought to the character that made him Raymond.
2: When the audition first came out, he had a rose, Uh, and I thought, I knew that the creator was a big anime fan, so I thought maybe... It was tuxedo mask reference, maybe. Because he also, maybe he had like a tuxedo. So I was like, tell him I'm tuxedo mask. And then I just did the horniest robot I could possibly do. <laughs> uh, don't tell anyone. I know it's a kid's show, but that's the kind of voice that it was. He wasn't being like overtly sexual, but the voice itself was horny. Because, you know. He, <laughs> Everything's just, mm, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And it doesn't have to be sexual, but the voice
3: itself is. If if is that. that's the word that helps you get, you know, yeah. uh, horny, horny. No, <laughs> if that's if that's the word that helps you get into yeah. voice, yeah, then course. you can use that, and 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 nobody will ever know that. Yeah, that's yeah,
0: yeah. It wasn't actually. You're not going for I that. I wasn't.
2: Yeah, no, there was no like. I wasn't making it sexual, but the voice itself had that to it. You know, like. um Like, uh, you know Tim Curry is, yeah, 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 yeah. even when he's not, even when he's not being sexual or playing a sexual character, I think he has a, he has a horny quality to his voice. Uh, so I think that was like part of that inspiration too. And, uh, and then there are some scenes where it was just like that. Yeah. And, and he was flamboyant and over the top and open and free. And, uh, yeah, that's how it kind of worked my way into that voice. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorites too. I love Raymond.
0: Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Looper! Yes. So
5: Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen are sort of like neck and neck in terms of like being like the most popular anime and manga series at the moment. Neck and, it. and, and It's really great being a joke, isn't it, Max? Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. So great. <laughs>
5: and Greg and, 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 and Robbie are in And Max. Right? Not Max. Max, I don't think you're Yeah, yeah, and, yeah know, and, and, and Max is a Demon And. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to play favorites, but if you had to choose one, which would you pick as your personal favorite between the two of them? Whoa, I'd watch
2: them both. I don't want to alienate
3: anybody who likes them. Yeah, I wouldn't want to answer this question. I couldn't possibly
2: (laughs) choose. (laughs)
5: Um,
2: I think
4: they're both great shows. They're so different, though. They're so different. It's hard, yeah, because one is like a Dragon Ball, which you can't help but love, and then one's like the more darker, hardcore... um, W- like but- a Death Note kind of thing and but but I don't know we're gonna they're, make they're us, so different
2: they're gonna make us uh, the good son of this just on a
4: cliff Sophie's Choice yeah. it? Sophie's Choice it I never want to say Sophie's Choice but <laughs> it's probably the best well who are you letting go? who am I letting go? Uh, Demon Slayer because I'm done with Demon Slayer uh, so <laughs> Season two. <laughs> that's a great
2: answer. Season two, baby. Oh, man, I still have, I still have the sword villagers on season three. I yeah. can't let Demon Slayer go. I let Demon Slayer go. Uh, uh, one of my favorite... Oh, sorry. No.
4: So the answer is we let Demon Slayer fall off a cliff and die. Yeah. yeah that's the answer. Yeah. Quote us on that. Enjoy, <laughs>
3: Looper. Um, do you want to do a quick lightning round and then photo? Yeah, let's do let's it. do Lightning round. All
0: right, lightning round.
3: This is one is for you, Max. How do you... Well, you, then, we don't need to... We can take our time with this.
0: <laughs> so, when you were
3: uh, acting for
2: One Punch Man for Saitama, how do you get into a bald frame of mind?
3: How do we bald get
4: into frame. a bald frame of
3: mind? Well, uh, good question. Um... You start by being extremely nervous that you're go- you need to deliver to all the fans who you know are going to watch. Um, no, I don't know. Um, it was a <laughs> uh, it, you're trying to strike a balance between a guy who's just like he's not necessarily lazy, but he's achieved all the things he wants to achieve, and uh, uh, it's this uh, sense of uh, just being so bored. Um, how do I get into character? How do you get to
0: a, a, a ball This, is a, this, this, is, a a light this is a joke question. I know. You've got to get a
3: joke answer. Well, <laughs> 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 shave it all off.
2: <laughs> so nailed it. Max is already so hairy that it's hard for him <laughs> to go there. Look at these
3: arms. Look at these arms.
0: Performing as Lava, uh, how has that changed how you perform in acting and voice acting?
4: I used to like Max and Ray so much. I used to hate these guys. It's changed how we do panels, especially Q&A panels. We've kind of treated it as a show, no matter what we're doing.
2: It has it has uh, made, uh, it hasn't changed our performances, I don't think, in anime and stuff. Not really, except they don't really cast us together anymore. No, they stopped. No. I, I wow. feel like there's too much power. Yeah, it's true. I feel like they're like, uh, like with the naughty kids in class.
4: And yes, they're just like, class. Yes, yes, you yes, can't yes, sit together. together. That's, yes, right. together. that's why Max is an introduced to the next question. Uh, so for all three of you, what do you find to be the most rewarding part of your career? Working with these guys. Aww. Aww. It's true. It's, it's been a, it's, it is why we keep in en- meshing ourselves in so many different projects and stuff, uh, extracurricular activities, uh, because we're, we, we love, we're finding like-minded people.
2: Yeah, we also, I think it also adds to our entertainment value when we go to these events. Like, one of the things that we take most seriously when we go to conventions, and we do a lot of them, I think we're doing 25 together this year, is that it's, uh, well, total, I think between us, we're doing over 30. We've yeah, each right. got a few solo shows. I think together we're doing somewhere around Lots. 25. Anyway, uh, the point of it is, we, 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 we got together because... We wanted to bring added entertainment to these conventions, which is where the idea of the show came, which is where the idea of the two new panels that we do. Two new panels. Two new panels. Two panels. Too much two new panels. <laughs> uh, these panels that we do. So um, that is – and our favorite thing is is showing the attendees uh, – to, to entertaining the attendees. And this gives us a whole new way to do that that so far uh, not not a ton of other people are doing that as far as we know. So. Correct. It's awesome. Next one.
5: Awesome. So, uh, actually, this a little oh, tradition. Yeah, it's a little tradition that we have. Uh, normally, we would ask if you were stuck on the desert island, which of your three characters would you bring along with you to be on that island in line. Okay. And where there are three of you here, how about if each one of you could pick one of your characters to join
0: you guys on an island?
5: Which would it be in line?
4: Great. Um, can't you spill Bo Because he's Damn really it. good at crafting. He's really good at finding food ah. and stuff, and he's a good mayor. So I'd want him to be the mayor of the town. Okay. <laughs> Fine.
3: I need to think about it. You'd have to
4: choose Robbie and Robbie. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would choose
3: Ray. Your characters. They're all terrible. (laughs) I
2: I choose the guy from Anthem. We need someone that guy flies around the world. Like, bro, I don't care if your game's canceled. Give me some coconuts, dog. I'm hungry, and he'd be like, sure thing. hilarious. (laughs)
0: Back with hey
2: firewood. His, he's name is, one. his name is Freelancer. Uh, oh, Fred, yeah. I would hire him yeah. to be my desert
3: island freelancer. I'd in
2: seashells. I <laughs> would
3: choose Robbie Damon from Critical Role. Oh! oh that,
2: that,
0: not Dorian. Yeah. No.
3: no, no. Robbie Damon oh, okay. from Critical Role. That way, I could have Robbie Damon with me at all times. I would
2: absolutely
3: kill and cannibalize <laughs> <you>
5: both. <laughs> I want
3: to oh, know what movie we
5: got. Okay. And now, a question for the Matsus. Was there ever any consideration of even just as a thing between yourselves of dubbing the band first episode oh, being the best episode?
4: Yes, That's all we wanted That's, to do. We
5: begged them.
4: We begged them. And this please. wanted to do it too. But yes. It's we just could, a Japanese thing. They can't it's can't not do it's not.
3: It's just there were so many it's not a Japanese thing. It's an no. American thing. We couldn't we couldn't get they couldn't get the um, the clearance to put that many references in an American show they, Japan could do it
4: we we could not it's the same way that in JoJo you have to change all the stand names from all the uh, the musicians the real life musicians we couldn't do that uh, one I
2: don't know this what is it
4: it's yeah. the best episode of anime ever you if you watch one episode of Osamatsu it's, it's just the first episode they, they, they lampoon every anime that's ever been made all at once uh, it's hilarious
3: well it's like one of those um, animation style changes along the way it's so great Right. Like
2: one of those old uh, old school Looney Tunes where they would walk into a bar and it would be like yes. every
3: Hollywood yes.
2: person ever, yeah. and then the,
3: and they go the lampoon. But it. but but also the animation would change, so like it, there would be like references to Pokemon, and they'd all be look like characters from Pokemon or whatever. Yeah. So it's a, to, it's, a it's a licensing thing. It's a licensing thing. Yeah, we should watch that episode. It's very fun. All right. Uh, thank you. Thanks first, everybody. Thanks guys. everybody.
0: Hey, picture. That's your picture time. Teamwork.